0: Here's your heads up. It's all about being counterintuitive, I think of a sort, and then I had a little brainwave, a little aha moment, as it were, and it's all about being not empathetic and being empathetic, or choosing how you want to be empathetic in a compassionate way. Sort of makes sense here, but it'll even more sense if you listen in a second. See you in a minute. Warning, 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 warning. You are entering into the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. Clough. Too late. Personal development unplugged. I'm getting confused at the moment. Confusing, never quite sure. Have I told you about this? Spoke about this? Or maybe I haven't. Maybe it's brand new and it's been in my head. Or maybe I was speaking on a Q&A on another group. And I don't know. But here's the thing. I may have said before now that I don't do empathy. And I certainly do, don't do do empathy very well, if I do it at all, to some extent, because I've been thinking about it. But also, I do not do it with clients. And why wouldn't I do it with clients? You see, I see empathy as being feeling another person's pain. And I'll change that later. But feeling other people's pain. And therefore, I don't want to feel my client's pain. I do not have to experience the pain of depression, of anger, of jealousy, of, of sadness, or, you know, anxiousness, fear, to help people. Because I know processes, I know ways of asking people questions to find root causes to help deal with those causes, to learn from them. And I also remember, while I was thinking about this, uh, my mother, when she was alive, She was really empathetic. And the thing is, friends would come round, her friends would come round and speak of their troubles. And she would take it all on. And they would leave and they'd feel really good. Because effectively, they dumped all their pain on another person. My mum would just take it away from them. And then she'd worry about it. And she'd think about it. And that just didn't make her happy doing that. And I think maybe that's where I got it from. But certainly, you know, this thing about I remember when I first started doing therapy, people used to say you have to do this ritual of creating this like bubble around you, like an egg, a surface or whatever, to stop other people's feelings coming into you. And I've never had that problem. Never had that problem at all. Because I really believe that maybe compassion is a better way to be sympathetic have a sympathetic concern for others, to help others with that compassion. And I think, to me, it really works. But then I thought, hey, maybe I ought to do empathy. But whoa, Paul, changing this this way of a lifetime? And I thought, well, there's another way of doing empathy. If empathy is taking on, and here's the difference, other people's emotions, then sometimes that could be a good thing. So... Let's flip it from the pain of fear, the pain of sadness, depression, and all those negative emotions. But what about happiness, joy? When you see somebody being joyful, I can have some of that. When you see them just laughing for no reason, they're just happy that I can, I would have some of that just for the sake of having it right there. Because if I'm feeling good and I can take on a little bit more good, a little bit more joy, a little bit more happiness, a bit a little bit more whatever, then I think that'd be a great thing. So I'm starting to consider taking on empathy and restrict it to good feelings. Now that would be a yay for me, a big yay. But the thing is, I thought to myself, What would happen though if we thought about this a little bit counterintuitively? And I know that's a sort of buzzword everywhere, and whether this is counterintuitive or not, I don't know. But I think saying it's counterintuitive will get you to listen. And got me to listen when I said it to myself. So, you know that thing what happens, you know, when people come into a room and they're feeling maybe not so good. You don't even have to see them. You can feel that energy coming in the room, can't you? You could be working away in an office or something. Someone comes into that office. You don't see them. You feel it. The energy in that room changes. Similarly, someone comes into a room you're in or you're there and they're in that that really good mood, they don't have to say a thing, do they? Because they just feel it. They're good. And you get to feel good. In fact, we did a little experiment with this because I'd seen it done a couple of times when I was on my trainer's training. But we did an experiment of a sort in one of our master practitioner NLP classes. And we got someone just to stand with their arms out wide. And we got the rest of the group to think, but think in a different way, to send send an emotion. And one was either a negative emotion and one was a positive. But we didn't tell the person with their arms out what the emotion would be. So I, I would have like a card and I'd show the group, think of a negative emotion and we'd see what happens. The person there with their arms out didn't know what was happening. Now, as the group thought about that negative emotion, we began to press on their arms gently. And it was as if there was no resistance whatsoever. Suddenly they just seemed to have no strength at all. And then we'd play around with it, maybe with another negative, and we wouldn't tell them when it was going to be positive or negative. And then when we did the positive thoughts and we sent positive emotions into the room to that person, it's as if their muscles were just so strong they had energy without knowing they had energy. They were just there, and I thought to myself, "Here comes the counterintuitive bit." Okay, Paul, you've been sort of intuitive by just say taking and being, you know, a little bit. I don't know, just taking good feelings from other people. That's maybe a little bit too much, but just—but I don't mind restricting it to that. But what about if we turn it on its head? And maybe we set an intention to feel good, but for to feel good around others. How would that affect them? Well, if that experiment was anything to go by, it would affect them in a, such a positive way. Without them knowing it, it would just give them more energy, give them an up. Because if they're feeling down, they would feel a little better. If they're feeling good, they're feeling a little better, because you can always feel a little better. We know that, just 1% every time. So I thought to myself, what would it be like if we just you know, got this intention to use this empathy in reverse? Instead of feeling other people's feelings, taking on their feelings, why don't we just beam those feelings out, so maybe we'll walk it's like that, you know, when you smile at somebody as you walk past, you don't know them, but they just ha- they, they always smile back and generally it's, hi there I don't know you but this, and you see there's a genuine smile so what would it be like if we just set that intention when we go into a room maybe we're in a pub or a party or anywhere, just wandering down the street and as you see somebody, feel good you know, set off that feeling of feeling good as you walk past and that energy I know will go somewhere it'll go and it probably will not only affect the person that you were directing it at, it will well, it will go to everyone in that room. They'll all get a bit of it. And the thing about that is, you're also feeling good yourself. Now that's got to be magic, isn't it? That's got to be great. And then, I just had another thought, if you keep feeling good, which is, in, when I say good, that's like in the umbrella, the big general term of, of feeling joy, love, ecstasy, 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 <laughs> and every happiness, wonderful feeling you can think of, what else are you doing when you do that, apart from feeling good? Aren't you just telling your unconscious mind your best friend? This is a great way to feel. This is a great way to feel. So what would happen if you then said this or something better as you did it? Mm, that's something to think about. I hadn't thought about that when I made my notes, but it's just come to me. Because you're now telling your unconscious mind. Your intention is to feel this and share it. And because it feels good, guess what's going to happen? Your unconscious mind, your best friend, is going to start doing it intuitively for you. So you won't have to think about it. You just start to feel good and then you intuitively feel good, do it again, even more. And I think things will just spiral into such a wonderful way. And you really are then evolving, evolving that environment around you by just having good energy and what is good what does energy attract like energy so you then start attracting good energy into your life into your environment just by trying to make other people feel good i think they call it the rule of reciprocity i can never say that word but you know it reciprocates itself reciprocity i can't i can never say it you know what i mean anyway why don't we all have a play at like that and not just play do it Do it with a good, honest intention of feeling good and feeling good for others. Mm. I'd love to know your results. I'd love to get some feedback and just see the results of what happened to you when you didn't know that things were going to happen. Those coincidences, that serendipity, because that's what happens. So there you go. That's a one, well, I hope it's a wonderful little thing that will change the whole world if we all did it. There you go. So that's me. Paul Clough, I'm going to feel good. Okay? Feel good with me. See you soon. Oh, blimey. Nearly forgot. Just before you go, I'd love you to, well, share this with you. If you if you think this has been worthwhile and would help somebody else, please do share it with them. In fact, to share it to people who, you know, just anybody, really. Anybody and everybody. Because if we can share good things with people and they do good things it's like pay it forward because that's really what it's like you know all these podcasts are totally free so therefore a little bit of pay it forward is reciprocal then isn't it yeah i know it takes a little bit of time but it's worth it because it'll make you feel good by sharing and caring there's wonderful integrate the field of learning that's how we do it let's saturate this good stuff into the ether and into other people's conscious and unconscious awareness. So if you could do that, that would be great. If you could subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, maybe CastBox, that would be awesome because that's what helps share, as it were, to other people because the more people subscribe, the more it's like recommended to other people as it comes onto their machines. And also, if you could leave a review, be awesome. Absolutely awesome. So there you go. That's about it. Oh, and remember... The old bit I always well, leave to the end is over 30 plus hypnosis tracks, there's over 10 hours I noticed, over 10 hours of hypnosis and NLP processes all at paulcloughonline.com forward slash podcast go there, sign in and have a ball, there's so much stuff in there, you will just grow and grow, anyway, grow and glow, and then when you glow everyone else glows with you, alright then I'll see you real soon Boa now. Warning. You are now leaving the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. It's time to fly on your own. Be brave, my friend. Personal Development Unplugged. Oh, oh